you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs. Thanks for being with us here today on the Great America Show. Well, we're at midweek, and I'm already, well, thinking about what a great Independence Day holiday we had. I hope you had a great one, too. Our family this past weekend had a hoop, eating watermelon and eating way too much, watching the grandkids and the dogs playing in the yard, and then setting off fireworks on the 4th and counting our blessings for so many reasons, and certainly because we had such a wonderful traditional 4th of July weekend. Like you, we celebrated our national independence, while the left cussed it and us. They hate this country, don't they? They hate the country that gives them the freedom to hate the country. But we're used to the canary yellow left and their conflicted outlook and their wicked ways. So yes, you and I can handle all of that as well. And suddenly here we are at midweek. And Biden and his bozos are babbling about one thing or the other, and old Joe is still playing pretend president? Or is he thinking he's the leader for life of the liberal world order? Some of the wackos who work in the puppet presidency seem to think so. Brian Deese, the head of the Biden National Economic Council, who, like his boss, ties high gasoline prices to the Putin invasion of Ukraine avowing that the Biden presidency will stand firm on both Ukraine and high prices because Western civilization is at stake here. Reese went on to say Biden will do what he can, which of course isn't much, but suck it up, American consumers, because there are much more important considerations here, like the liberal world order, which the Biden White House supports at whatever cost to America and Americans. The puppets' geniuses have been releasing a million barrels of our oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserves into our economy each day, trying to lower gasoline prices. That's right. That isn't working. Never has. But now we find out that 5 million barrels of that oil has been shipped overseas to our friends in Europe. That's right the same place where Biden has sent our troops to protect the Europeans from Putin because the Euros won't. And some of that crude oil being sent to China, of all places, the same place that steals five to $600 billion a year of our intellectual capital and technology, the very same communist China. So who is the Biden Justice Department, after all, prosecuting? Well, they shut down their China-focused task force last year, and now they're suing the state of Arizona, which wants voters to show proof of citizenship before they cast their ballots. Wow, Arizona actually wants citizens-only voting. And the Biden administration says, we're suing. Guess it makes cheating way too hard for the Marxist left. And the Biden Justice Department is all wrapped up in the January 6th committee, Stalinist theatrics and show trials that are a partisan cancer in the Democrat Party. 
the partisan iniquity of the committee's hearings make the McCarthy era look quaint by comparison. Our guest today is John Solomon. He's founder and editor-in-chief of JustTheNews.com. John and Just the News doing their usual great work in reporting on the committee and its victims. John, always great to have you with us on The Great America Show. Following your reporting in Just the News, the committee isn't even trying, it seems to me at least, to appear fair and impartial. It doesn't, to me at least, even try to rise above what is obviously evil farce. Well, listen, I've covered investigative hearings like you have, Lou, for 30 years, and I can't imagine uh, Jaworski, the Watergate prosecutor, putting on a case like this. I can't imagine Fred Thompson when he did the um, the uh, Clinton scandal hearings. I can't imagine the 9-11 commission holding hearings where you have a hearsay witness, you rush to put her on, and you don't even check with the Secret Service whether her allegation that Donald Trump, by the way, a sensational allegation that Donald Trump uh, assaulted the Secret Service and took control of the steering wheel, grabbed the steering wheel of the limousine. Now, I don't know how many people have seen the presidential limousine, but there's a glass divider. The president would have had to cut through the glass divider, jump over a seat to do this. It On its face, it should have raised some suspicion, but they don't even go ask the Secret Service about it. They put this testimony out there, and then the next morning, the very allegation that they got headlines on gets debunked. And we've seen this pattern four times in the last month. We saw it with Barry Loudermilk being accused of running a recon mission uh, in the Capitol. Turns out he wasn't even in the Capitol. Capitol police said he didn't do it. We saw this with Bernie Carrick accused of attending a January 5th meeting in D.C. to overturn the election results. He was in New York. He wasn't at the meeting. We could prove that with phone and, and toll booth records. And they did it last week with Ron Johnson when they said Ron Johnson tried to hand deliver uh, uh, electors, alternate electors to Mike, Mike Pence, the vice president. And the most interesting thing is they put out some text messages that kind of hinted at it and they kept secret the rest of the text messages that show, oh no, they got waved off that they never did it. They checked it out. They said, we don't want to do it. And it never happened. And this is probably the weakest evidence, most dishonest congressional hearings I've seen in my 30 years. The only thing that I rivals it may be some of the omissions in the hearings that the Joe McCarthy hearings did in the 1950s. And even then, they had better evidence than what this committee is continually imposing on the American people. It's shameful. They're intentionally, knowingly, and willfully misinforming the public. And the media reports one thing one day and then has to turn around the next day. And they don't question the next piece of evidence they're given. They don't even challenge it for a second. They keep accepting these false stories. Yeah, to me, John, the thing that rivals it uh, first is the uh, exculpatory knowledge on the part of the Department of Justice, the yeah. FBI, uh, when it came to the uh, Russia collusion oh, definitely. Uh, disinformation campaign, Great the point. lies throughout the deep state, the permanent bureaucracy, and the Democratic uh, leadership. I mean, it's exactly the same thing. The lies that uh, uh, were told surrounding Zelensky and the phone call with President Trump, uh, the lies about obstruction of justice, trying to construct something, uh, anything that would hold, but they couldn't in two impeachment hearings. This is just the same nonsense. It is. They've gotten away with it for so long, they actually think it's an appropriate thing to do now. And, and that's bad for the public. 
You know why? Because as you were talking about how, uh, uh, if you will, tasty, how delicious this would be for one of the January 6th panelists, let's say Liz Cheney, uh, to have out there, I don't think that they checked it because on its face, as you said, it's yeah. absolutely nonsense. nonsensical. It is. So they didn't want to check with the Secret Service because they knew that the odds would be at least 99% that they'd yeah. knock it down before they could air it publicly and create a new false narrative for the public to uh, dine on. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. Uh, and at some point, the boy that cries wolf syndrome is going to sink in, even with a mainstream media that has been complicit in so much of the lies you just laid out, Russia collusion, Ukraine, Lafayette Square, you can name all the ones that we got misled on in the previously uh, previous five years. But I think you're starting to see some early cracks in the media. Yesterday, it was NBC News that first reported that the Secret Service right. was pushing back. So maybe even the mainstream media who've been complicit in these false anti-Trump stories for the last five, even they are tiring of this. Uh, but the American people, uh, this is bad for them. They're, listen, they, they, they're worried about inflation, gas prices, food shortages, baby formula shortages. And they keep getting these scandals foisted upon them. They get their emotions up. Maybe they get mad for a little while. And then the next day they realize, oh, wait a second, that wasn't true. It was like my kid lying to me when I punished him. It just isn't true. At some point, that cycle has an effect on the American voter. And it usually will be most evident in the next election. They will take it out on the Democrats in the next election. We now have video that uh, disproves all of the, uh, not all, but nearly all of the allegations. Uh, the, again, the reckless and absurd allegations against the Proud Boys uh, being uh, <laughs> in a mob of insurrectionists uh, planted, uh, planting their flag on Capitol Hill. Uh, we have uh, everything that, if, in any substance right now, uh, that matters. The hundreds of people who've been charged for just being on Capitol Hill recklessly and shamelessly and in violation of all their rights. And now listen, listen to two, two people on, if you will, Fox News. After watching the hearsay evidence of a 25-year-old uh, who suddenly had information no one else apparently did, here's Brett Baer. This testimony was very compelling from beginning to end. She obviously had access to all of the players. We are now hearing from the former president on various posts where he questions her uh, accuracy. He goes after her directly, says he doesn't know who she is, and said he didn't lunge at the Secret Service agent in the Beast. Uh, that didn't happen. He says he didn't throw his lunch against the wall. That didn't happen, and that she's lying. Cassie Hutchinson is under oath on Capitol Hill. Uh, the president is on Truth Social, uh, making his statements. What was so compelling, I think, is is how it was laid out. We always point out that there's not a pushback, and it would have been great to hear Jim Jordan or some congressman say some other angle to this. But the testimony in and of itself is really, really powerful. Your reaction, John? Uh, style over substance, right? Uh, you see a journalist here who is wowed by the Hollywood presentation without taking the independence to step back and say, wait a second, she doesn't witness any of these things. She's hearing conversations. She's relaying third party hearsay, which would be inadmissible in a court of law in many cases. Um, uh, a journalist should have gotten past the wow factor and began to ask the questions. Maybe Brett Baer should have called the Secret Service and said, hey, 
uh, this woman makes this allegation, but she wasn't in the car. What do you know about it? Now, to Fox News's credit, one of the reporters finally did that later last night. But to me, I, I, this is the problem with journalism. You have too many people that aren't actually reporting. They're just opining and they're substituting their opinion for fact. He had an obligation if he was going to be so enamored by the compelling testimony. He said, all right, wait, this is third-party hearsay. How about I call the Secret Service? How about I call the President of the United States? How about I call other people in the White House, like the lawyer who says, I wrote a note that Cassie, uh, Cassidy was taking credit for. That would have been a more compelling form of journalism for Fox News or for any news outlet. But we have a lot of people today that just want to opine without doing the reporting. When I saw all this yesterday, the first thing I did is I started making calls to my Secret Service sources, to the Capitol Police. The Capitol Police said, hey, listen, this whole thing about guns, we knew about that for two weeks before, way before Donald Trump was talking about it, and we didn't prepare for it. So I put that document out or those set of documents out. I think reporters are better served to stick to facts. When you, when you say, I agree with you. Uh, when you say we didn't prepare for it, you're referring to the Secret Service. Cap the Capitol Police, yeah. So right. what, what you see in the story we have this morning is on New Year's Eve 2020, seven days before the fateful riot on Capitol Hill, uh, there is a, uh, a intelligence officer inside the Capitol Police that gets intelligence from his task force of partners. This includes Homeland Security, FBI, U.S. Marshal Service uh, gave him a really big warning. And then he distills it down to the commanders and the intelligence experts and the investigators and say, this is what we're hearing about January 6th. And let's just go through what Nancy Pelosi's Capitol Police, remember at this moment, Capitol Police report to Nancy Pelosi through the House Sergeant at Arms. This is what is sitting. These are quotes from the intelligence report distributed to uh, people in the Capitol Police that morning. And I'm going to pull them up. I'm going to pull the document up because they're just so compelling when you look at them. You, it's very much like 9-11, where we now know, because of the work of the commission, that all the dots were sitting there. No one put them together. You have almost an identical scenario here. Uh, and let me just read you. This is from the morning of December 31st, 20, uh, 20 uh, about seven days before the Capitol was overrun. Far right extremists are calling for an armed encampment and to hang corpses of Democrat at January 6th pro-Trump demonstrations. That's one of the intel summaries that they got. Here's another one. Armed and ready demonstrators urged to bring guns, prepare for violence at January 6th, stop the steel protest. Here's a third entry uh, that came in. Uh, Far-right forum users discussed taking violent actions at D.C. Trump rally. And uh, I'll give you a fourth one that came in from the Marshal Service, which is pretty remarkable. Marshal Service had intelligence because they, they're embedded sometimes with some of these bad groups. In about two weeks, there's going to, this is a quote that they captured from a social media video on TikTok. In about two weeks, there's going to be a march in D.C. This is one of the planned attendees talking to others on TikTok. You know those cops are going to be lined up with their shields, and I'm going to not use the next word, of expletive. You know what I mean? We got to get some blank going on with snipers. They were talking about using guns. So the president might have made a, a comment on January 6th, on the 31st, there are multiple warnings to Capitol Police that some bad things are going to happen. And here's what they don't do. They don't get more riot squads. They don't even have their riot gear available the morning of. They don't tell their frontline officers. And they turn down not once but twice an offer from the president of the United States and his the Pentagon to have 10,000 troops that could quell any violence that these people were talking about in these intercepts. They, this 
these documents show the one thing the Democrats are trying to distract from. The riot on, on January 6, 2021 was preventable. Security could have prevented the bad people from doing what they did. And they dropped the ball. And everything else they're doing right now is to distract our attention from that irrefutable reality. Yeah, it, it, they're... The, the mendaciousness of this committee, its panel members, is even by Marxist dim standards uh, o- overwhelming. It really is. There is one other thing that uh, might have been taken into consideration when evaluating the the claims of this young witness uh, uh, with such apparently uh, preposterous claims, frankly. Uh, maybe someone should have asked, was Donald Trump lying here? Or was Adam Schiff? Was Jimmy Raskin lying here? Or was Donald Trump? Which has the record of telling the truth, being straightforward uh, throughout this uh, three years of FBI investigation, almost two years of special counsel, two presidential impeachments, and now the January 6th. Um, Donald Trump has never been found to have lied. Uh, Adam Schiff has maybe Raskin and the previous committees, including especially the House Intelligence Committee lying. Uh, So I think that maybe maybe anyone trying to uh, analyze something uh, as it's moving, who isn't given to talking to sources, as you point out, uh, apparently had none uh, and uh, makes that claim about how compelling this is, might have to evaluate just who are the sources here. I think you're right. Or Adam Schiff. You're right. We have a five-year record of history of accusations made by these same players. They have turned out time and time and time again to be erroneous. Adam Schiff on Russian bounties, on uh, Lafayette Square, on the uh, Trump withheld the National Guard in the morning of the 6th. The IG came out a few months ago, said that wasn't true. Russia collusion, Ukraine, bad phone call turned out to be a good phone call. Uh, at some point, you would ask yourself as a journalist, at what point am I going to start challenging the stuff that people are feeding me without having a skeptical eye? And then sadly, very few journalists have made that flip despite five years of being misled and looked foolish. I mean, the, the front pages of the New York Times and the Washington Post from the era of Donald Trump will be an embarrassment to the institution of journalism for decades to come. They wrote false stories about uh, a president repeatedly and only later years later corrected and then the same people who made him do that or tricked him into doing that did it again on ukraine and did it again on impeachment did it again on january 6 at some point journalists have an obligation to say you know what i need to be more skeptical i'm not going with this i'm not giving him prime time television until i can figure out if they're telling the american people the truth that's the moment of reckoning i think our profession faces right now uh, journalism has much to answer for, corporate journalism in this country. Yes. So do some of the contributors to various networks. And uh, in particular, uh, I'm going to select Andrew McCarthy, former federal prosecutor, uh, again on Fox, on Trump. Uh, his reaction uh, to Cassidy Hutchison's testimony. Here is a former federal prosecutor uh, who has suddenly a... a very uh, conventional, I'll put it that way, conventional uh, perspective on Fox. Uh, Here he is. In the White House, I must say, watching this, uh, a couple of things. First of all, it's devastating testimony. 
And having been one of us who stressed a number of times that, you know, the committee doesn't have cross-examination, and as a result, you have to mm-hmm. discount uh, virtually everything you hear because in a normal proceeding, you would have that. I also have to, on the other side, LaCroix, note that if this was a grand jury proceeding, you would not get cross-examination. The grand jury would be presented the evidence in the really the best light favorable to the prosecution. Uh, and this would be the kind of evidence that would have a great impact on a grand jury that was considering whether to bring charges or not. A grand jury. Uh, yeah. I, that was quite a... Uh... And suddenly we've got a whole new ball game here for, for this. Uh, well, it's a word of caution, I think, uh, when you hear what he says. And again, he's an opinionator, so he's allowed to have an opinion. I think what I take from that, and again, I, I don't know what his intention was in making those comments, is there's a danger of this sort of mob mentality that Washington has been doing the last six years. And if it can happen on plain national television without anyone challenging it, imagine what happens behind the closed doors of a grand jury. That this all-Democrat run town has the ability to control the flow of information without being challenged. The FBI did it against Donald Trump on Russia collusion. We now know the FBI knew when it was opening up investigations, they knew what they were investigating was false. And they still investigate it. I think the bigger warning, and again, I don't know his intention, but I will say this. I do share this concern that the one-sided, you have corporate media, Democrats, and the bureaucrats all controlling the narrative in Washington, and that allows for official actions to be taken without truth being challenged or facts being challenged. And that's why you look, look what happened to Mike Flynn. Mike Flynn got indicted and made a deal to plead guilty to something he didn't do because the environment in Washington gave him very little chance of winning. And I think if if that's what uh, Andrew McCarthy is saying, I, I would agree that that's a dangerous moment, that we live in a one-sided town where facts can't balance the picture. But if he's just trying to say, geez, I hope the president gets indicted, I don't think there's any room for that on, on television now. There's not a basis for an indictment against the president right now, and certainly not in the factual record that the January 6th committee has put out. Well, what he did say is uh, and to me it's it's unimaginable for a former federal prosecutor to laud the process yeah. of a grand jury investigation against a hearing by uh, a partisan committee uh, in public the whole yeah. point of a grand jury investigation is to come to a charge is it not it, Not it to is. be also the jury that stands to determine one's guilt or innocence. Uh, right. It's really quite a different thing. But for him now suddenly to accept the same dicta that surrounds a grand jury investigation for a public hearing assassinating, uh, figuratively speaking, assassinating again uh, a president of the United States. Uh, it is dis- it's appalling to me, John. I can't tell you how far, how far these these people have fallen yeah. and for them to all sort of convene uh, free floating in the, uh, the heady atmospherics of uh, media. And suddenly they coalesce around one person and that person is Donald Trump. Yep. And they are going to savage him no matter what. And Listen, it's is appalling. It's that same mob mentality 
that same mob mentality that misled the American voters in the fall of 2020, because the mob, which began with 51 so-called national security experts, and then the media, then the Twitter censors, then the Facebook centers, and then Joe Biden himself lying to the American people, they censored, they successfully kept from the American people the evidence on Hunter Biden's wrongdoing on that laptop. This mob mentality is what I think has taken over Washington for the last six years. And it suffocates truth from coming out. It misleads the American people. And it allows for official things to happen that should not happen. And in earlier histories of America would not have happened. Mike Flynn would not have been indicted in an earlier era, the 1980s or the 1970s. That FBI investigation would never have been allowed to proceed the way it did. But we're living in this mob mentality where the alliance of bureaucrats, Democrats, and media are dictating actions even when the evidence doesn't warrant it. And I think that's the biggest wake-up call Americans are facing today. The America as we know it is being changed by this mob. It is, uh, as you call it, a mob. Uh, it is, in my judgment, an alignment of the Marxist uh, Dems who have taken over their uh, Dem Democrat Party, sure. uh, who have taken over uh, the permanent bureaucracy, uh, who have taken over corporate media. Uh, the left controls uh, the wealth, uh, the government, uh, and one party in its entirety and part of the other, the rhinos uh, of the Republican Party. Truth hasn't much of a chance uh, against that. That consolidated uh, array of the largest, uh, wealthiest, and most powerful interests in the country, does it? No, it doesn't. Uh, you said it perfectly. It, it's it's so powerful that someone as important and as uh, as accomplished as a Mike Flynn would plead guilty rather than continue to fight the mob because he got drained of all of his resources. You know, one of the things you see the Democrats exercise right now is a tactic called lawfare, which is you can destroy someone even if they turn out to be innocent by draining their money, draining their resources, draining their reputation. And the the weaponization of the law uh, by the FBI, by the intelligence community, by Democrats, has drained the reputations and the bank accounts of truly innocent people. And that is the greatest danger of this tactic, uh, political tactic that we now call lawfare. Americans have to understand if it can happen to a Mike Flynn one day or Donald Trump one day, it could happen to them to the next. What separated us for years from all the banana republics was our resistance of that type of misuse of government power, the crushing power of the state. But this group, this generation of journalists, bureaucrats, prosecutors, uh, and Democrats don't seem to revere those values that made our justice system so unique. The ends justify the means, and the ends are often political, not legal. And I fear that's where our country is hurtling toward a, an anarchy uh, in what used to be one of the greatest justice systems in America, in, in the world, excuse me. And and the, the matter is, is still there. Uh, it's hearsay. It's all out of the – all of this disinformation, the lies – the corrupt but oh so compelling, according to uh, some uh, media types, very compelling. Most importantly, it's compelling. Uh, they're lies. They're vicious lies, and they are just simply uh, out there in the in the atmospherics, as I said. And they can't come back, unlike a grand jury, uh, whose uh, proceedings are kept secret, uh, waiting for a public trial where you do have both sides. Uh, it's, it's, it's a savage and intended uh, result. By the way, the Secret Service, uh, you were talking about your sources. Uh, the Secret Service in this, 
How in the world have they not responded publicly to this point? Yeah, well, I think they're trying to do it the way they often do it. They never talk, you know, they, they, they pride themselves on not talking about the people they protect, but they have sent giant fireworks into the sky saying, hey, this isn't true. And at some point, I assume that uh, either Republicans will get a letter. Think about how long it took for the Capitol Police to respond out of fear that they might get punished by the Democrats. It took them six weeks to write a letter to tell us that Barry Laudemer did not run a reconnaissance mission on behalf of those who assaulted the Capitol. Six weeks it took the police to write that letter and to get the truth out. Why? Because that mob mentality will suck them up just like they'll suck up the, uh, the Secret Service. And, and, it, and I think institutions that used to feel comfortable speaking out the truth, saying, hey, we're the Secret Service, they now see the mob mentality and they're going to wait to be asked in an official capacity. But they have sent up giant flares. It was not hard yesterday to get confirmation from Secret Service sources that this incident had not happened. Too bad the committee didn't take the time to go do that before they foisted that story on the American public. Of course, that was exactly their intent. Exactly. Uh, And uh, no one should should doubt uh, it at all. Uh, Let me me say this. If the Republicans were to hold a quick hearing Mm -hmm. and had the power to select one, one witness to subpoena and to bring before it, with cameras rolling, what would you think if I suggested they do uh, do this? They select William Barr, former attorney general, have him explain why knowing all that he did about Hunter Biden, about Joe Biden. And by the way, all of this, all of the intelligence services had to know that Hunter Biden was involved with the uh, intelligence. It was an agencies. open secret. Yes. Uh, so and having listen to the vice former vice president lie in the second debate uh, about everything about Russian disinformation, about the laptop, about the corruption of the family. He chose not to intervene and explain how that was not an intervention in behalf of a lying, corrupt uh, former vice president and his family. Why would we not have that man stand up as a witness and explain how he changed history we can forget about all the election uh, fraud and ballot trafficking and Zuckerbox, uh, but that one man changed the outcome of that election. Do you agree? Yeah, listen, I was one of the reporters that had been told in 2019 and again in 2020 that they were the FBI was investigating uh, Hunter Biden. And on both occasions, the Trump Justice Department, once under Attorney General Sessions and once under Attorney General Barr, flatly denied it, saying it wasn't true. It turns out I was right. Now, when you're a reporter and the head of the agency says it isn't true, well, you know, then you you have to go back to the drawing board. But uh, yeah, listen, there's a great question here. Does omission, uh, does silence become complicity? And I think that uh, you see now with the, in the aftermath of 2020, how dangerous it was that the Justice Department couldn't or chose not to tell the American people. They knew that there was a potentially compromised um, uh, president and the Justice Department didn't even have to confirm the uh, nature of the criminal investigation. There were many other things the Justice Department could have done to signal that they had concerns about Hunter Biden's behavior because it had been going on for two years. And um, history will look back at this moment as one of the great uh, insults to the American public that they were forced to vote for a vice president, soon to be president 
who had this compromising issue in his family and they were told not to believe it. I, I think of that moment, I, at least John Radcliffe went out and challenged the laptop story saying it's not Russian disinformation. Yeah. But the Justice Department was silent, even though they knew the, the laptop was in their possession and it was true. I think this is one instance, John, if I may, yeah. where we don't have to, to go broader wide. We have one man, yeah. William Barr, the attorney general, who acknowledged that he knew all of this and he chose not to speak and he is the chief law enforcement officer of the country the chief the chief officer of our legal uh, system and prosecution who had an abject absolute responsibility to tell the american people the truth and anything he did not a matter of omission not a matter of uh, uh of action it is simply a basic fundamental responsibility to tell the American people the truth and where they're not being told the truth to raise his hand and point his finger vividly immediately and say liar his his own contradiction that's who Joe Biden is you you there's something that I was thinking about recently about this Lou and I think you're really this is really a, a great line of argument uh, his own behavior in September of 2020 uh, undercuts his claim that I didn't want to interfere in the election. In September 2020, the Justice Department was still declassifying documents about Donald Trump and the Russia case, which yep. implicated Vice President Joe Biden, President Biden, uh, President Obama. He had no problem with that part, but then he couldn't talk about Hunter Biden. It's a head scratcher as to why he pick, picked and chose what he was going to tell the American people, and he didn't. And I think at some point... Uh, the American public probably needs to pressure the Justice Department to change these rules so that things that affect elections can be more clearly transparent to us. So we can go in with eyes wide open when we vote. I think that history will look back at this time as one where we drop the ball, that where Attorney General Barr and others drop the ball. Yeah, I I, I admire the, the room, the latitude that you're giving him. Uh, the fact of the matter is this man had a responsibility an obligation as the chief law enforcement officer of the land. Uh, he had an obligation, just a moral obligation, not to put a person with that level of corruption in his family. Uh, the exposure he had to, uh, you know, to enemies of the Republic. Uh, and, and, and actually he is the one who pointed out he knew the truth and he, lied by not speaking the truth uh, it, and changed history. Uh, don't you agree? It definitely changed history. The The laptop story and the, the failure to acknowledge that Hunter Biden was under criminal investigation for two full years before the election uh, is uh, is going to be something that forever will have changed an election. There will always be that asterisk in the 2020 election. And there's another question. We are now in nearly the summer of 2022. We're, we're, we're four years nearly from the start of the Hunter Biden investigation why does it take four years to make a decision on the criminality of Joe Biden's son, but it took less than months to make decisions about Trump people, January 6th people? The system of justice seems to grind to a halt to the advantage of Democrats and liberals. And I think that's another piece of the system. There's no reason a tax case should take four years. It, they could have easily gotten this done and indicted by 2020. There's a great mystery why it takes four years to figure this out. Can I solve a mystery for you? Please do. This is this is my my moment to play Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> I, I believe it's a clear statement uh, that Bill Barr is a creature of the deep state, uh, that the deep state is aligned inextricably 
uh, absolutely with the Marxist Dem Party and the Democrat Party that it controls. Uh, I think it is that straightforward. And those are those are very disheartening things to think about, and to to, to the, we have to do something to fix the system so that Americans trust elections, trust their Justice Department, trust their FBI, uh, and the current leaders in this town show no will to do that. And I say that of Republicans and Democrats alike, there are very few people in this town. They'll all tell you behind closed doors what's wrong with the town. Very few of them have the courage to fix it, and that is unlike other generations of Americans who always step to the to the plate to, to do the right thing. We have to get leaders willing to do the right thing in this next round of elections. We always give our guests, John, as you know, the last word. I, if I may, I'd, I'd like you to address where you think this, uh, how you think this January 6th committee uh, concludes uh, in this moment for your concluding thoughts. I think in most Americans' minds, it's already concluded. They stopped tuning in a long time ago. Elites are watching it. MSNBC crowd is watching it. Most Americans are trying to figure out whether they're going to be able to fill their gas tank or the grocery cart next week. They long since tuned this out. They figured out what happened. I think the great thing that is going to come of these hearings is Democrats will have been allowing Donald Trump in their head for so long, rent-free, that they blow this election, that they are not, they fail to focus on what Americans sent them to Washington to fix. And in November, they're going to pay a dear price because they still have that vendetta against Donald Trump, who, by the way, hasn't been in office for 18 months, and they're not doing the people's business. I think the reckoning comes in November. From your lips to God's ears. <laughs> John Solomon, as always, a, a great discussion. Thank you so much for being with us here. Uh, we recommend justthenews.com to you highly uh, and uh, often. <laughs> Thank so, you, sir. Always an honor to be on your show. John Solomon, founder, CEO of justthenews.com. Thank you. God bless you, John. You too, Lou. Thanks, everybody, for being with us. We'll have with us tomorrow the Attorney General of the great state of Missouri, Eric Smith, and we'll be taking up the Supreme Court decisions, the left-wing prosecutors who don't prosecute, that is, and much more. Please join us. Until then, God bless you, and God bless America.